This is the Pro Channel Manager Podcast, episode number 18. I personally believe that US Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps. And uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as. You're listening to the Pro Channel Manager Podcast. The only podcast in the world that shows you how to run a YouTube channel just like the pros. And here's your host. He's grown multiple YouTube channels by millions of subscribers and billions of views. And even though he speaks funny, we promise you he is speaking English. Tom Martin. Hi there, it's Tom from the future. Just with a quick disclaimer, this podcast episode I had to record using a different podcast setup because of the lockdown and where I am and my working hours. So please do excuse the audio. It is not as juicy as usual, but do stick with it because what you're going to learn is just as valuable as always. Here it is. Welcome, welcome. I'm very excited to have another cool guest on today's show. Someone that I met a few years back now, but someone whose product I've actually been using for years and years and years to make more money from my videos and everything else that I do online without hardly any work whatsoever. It's an incredible piece of software, but this isn't going to be an advert for a piece of software. This is going to be some really, really in-depth tips on how you can maximize your revenues with affiliate marketing on YouTube. So make sure you've got a pen and paper because this one is full of tips. Of course, if you are moving while listening to this, you can find a very handy, in-depth, detailed guide on all of the tips from today's episode by visiting prochannelmanager.com forward slash episode 18. That's the word episode, the number 18 no spaces, no hyphens. Before we jump in to today's incredible episode, here's a quick word from our amazing sponsor, vidIQ. vidIQ is the secret weapon for every professional YouTube channel manager. Why? Because it has all of the amazing workflow and efficiency tools that you need to save you time and effort, but there's more. It also has the most advanced YouTube SEO tools in the world, including an absolutely incredible keyword research tool that I use on every single video that I publish. I've been using vidIQ since way back in 2013, and without it, I simply would not have been able to generate the billions of YouTube views that I have. That's just a fact. So if you want to get Ninja and start using the tools that the pros use, check out prochannelmanager.com forward slash vidIQ to get a free 30-day trial of one of their awesome paid plans. And you can thank me later. Thank you, vidIQ. So... Affiliate marketing is no doubt a way that many of you listening to this are making money from YouTube, uh, as well as AdSense, and that's rightly so because we have to diversify our income streams. And hopefully, you're getting your clients to do the same. And the person that I'm speaking to today has invented a piece of software. It's been around for a few years now. I've been using it for at least five, six years, and it can really uplift your affiliate revenues with almost no extra work. It's incredible. It is really incredible. The person I'm speaking to today is Jesse Lakes, founder and CEO of GeniusLink.com or Genie.us. If you want to hear more about his story and how he developed the software, uh, you can actually check out an episode I recorded with him on my other podcast, The Video Insiders, and we'll link to that in today's show notes. Today, though, we are going to be focusing on some real actionable tips of how you can increase your affiliate revenue on your YouTube videos, even if you're not using Jesse's software. So we're going to dive right in now. Here's an amazing interview with Mr. Jesse Lakes. Okay, so I am extremely happy to welcome my good friend, Jesse Lakes, the genius behind genius. Oh, I just pulled that off the top of my head. Incredible, incredible punnery by myself, even if I do say so. Welcome, Jesse. It's a pleasure to have you on. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, not the first time we've done a podcast together, so I hope you are relaxed in my company and you must not hate (laughs) me too much because otherwise you wouldn't be here, especially for the second time. 
Welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Yeah, always always fun talking shop with you. Yeah, excited to dive in. Yeah, we first met back at Vid Summit, the last in-person Vid Summit. And yeah, I saw your name on like the attendees list. And I was like, oh, I've been using Genius for a good few years now. I've got to get a couple of minutes with, with Jesse. And we had a really good chat. Turns out we had quite a lot of crossover in our kind of backgrounds and stuff <laughs> like that. The difference being that Jesse is now wildly successful and I would consider myself mildly successful. I was going to go the other way. <laughs> so yeah, so Jesse is the founder and CEO. Is that your official title? It's official title, but you know, I wash the dishes and yeah, take out the trash. Sounds like my life at home as well. Uh, of geniuslink.com and kit.co as well, mm-hmm. which is a more recent business venture or adventure, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I prefer adventure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been an adventure. <laughs> and we're here today to, you know, clear up a few uh, kind of technicalities, but really what our audience would want to hear from you, Jesse, is how do I make more money from my YouTube videos? Uh, without just making more videos, which is the kind of usual route that most kind of pro channel managers and pro YouTube creators are kind of on that hamster wheel. So yeah. I'm all about, and I, I spoke at Vid Summit this year virtually, and I know you did too. It was a great talk. People should definitely check that out. Um, I spoke about like, how do you make more revenue without just making more videos? And it was a great presentation. People should check that out as well, if I may say so myself. Thank you. And I remember kind of re-watching a few talks and one of your being yours being one of them. And I just smashed myself over the head and was like, how did I not put Genius Link in my presentation? It's such an obvious addition to my talk of how to make more money without making more videos. And a recent version of that talk that I did give does now have Genius Link inside of it. You'll be pleased to know, Jesse. Awesome. Thank you. I'm honored. Yeah. So before we even talk about what Genius Link does, I know most of you are going to just like groan at this because you obviously know what affiliate marketing is, but you'd be surprised. Jesse, I think you'd be surprised. You know, I've worked for a lot of big companies and, you know, as a consultant and I've been in their meetings and I'm like, why are you guys not putting affiliate links in your descriptions when you're linking to Amazon? And they're just like, what? So there are some people out there that don't even know what, affiliate links or affiliate marketing is. So let's solve that. Yeah. If you can give us the really, really quick version, because most of our audience will know that, but just to mop up the few that don't, if you could give us that in a nutshell, that'd be great. Sure. Uh, Affiliate marketing is really just getting paid for making recommendations. Uh, And the classic example is uh, Amazon. Uh, Amazon using their associates program will give you a a percentage of commission uh, based off the sales you refer in their store. So when you talk about a microphone or a camera or a favorite movie or video, if you use a specialized link to send someone to Amazon, Amazon will reward you for those efforts and give you a commission of what that person may buy, even if it's not that specific mic, camera, or video that you, you initially recommended. Yeah, so if you're already sending people to Amazon, however it may be, and you're not using affiliate links, you're letting them keep 100% of their profit when you could be getting a small percentage of that. Exactly. Or if you're talking about products, but you're not linking to them at all, wake up, smell the money (laughs) that you're missing, and from now on, you're never going to make that mistake again. So we've cleared that up. Now we're going to get into the the nitty-gritty of how to maximize your affiliate revenues on YouTube. So what role does Genius Link play in helping creators to make more money as opposed from just using you know, a standard, you'd probably recognize it like an Amazon.to link. And I never quite understand why they use .to unless I'm being really stupid here. But anyway, it seems like a poor domain choice. But anyway. Yeah, the amzn.to links are, are kind of the uh, the default standard that you can get from from Amazon. And Genius Link is yeah the way we kind of differentiate ourselves. There's a there's a few different things. Uh, the first is is around really the localization. Amazon people understand it as a as a household name uh, as a global brand. But the way that Amazon has really kind of done that is by creating different storefronts all around the world. 
Um, they've now got 19 different storefronts around the world. So Amazon.com, while it can ship internationally, it's really optimized for us here in the US. And Amazon.co.uk, again, can ship in a lot of different places, but it also works incredibly well for, for those in, in the UK. Amazon.de for Germany, Amazon.co.jp for Japan, you know, so forth and so on. There's 19 of these different Amazon storefronts. And then Amazon uses 18 different public affiliate programs. There's a 19th, but it's private, but 18 different public affiliate programs to help drive sales to these different storefronts. So the Amazon.com affiliate program you know, is specific for sales on Amazon.com. The Amazon.co.uk associates program is specific to the sales of the Amazon UK store. Oh, I, I've got to stop you here because you've piqued even my interest. So I, I know the <laughs> listeners, what's the secret one? Turkey. Turkey has a uh, Amazon storefront, but does not have a public Amazon uh, Associates program. If uh, if you're based in Turkey, uh, you can apply for access. So uh, we don't see a ton of traffic coming from Turkey, so it, it doesn't seem to be a a, a huge secret. Uh, it doesn't. It's not a big limiting factor in a lot of people's revenue, but it's the one that is um, not yet currently public. Okay, well, Turkish listeners out there, Sorry. just be warned. There's a secret. <laughs> there is a secret affiliate program just for you. Sorry, Jesse. Please carry on. So they've got all of these storefronts. What does Genius Link do to help creators? Yeah, so the, the disconnect here is that you as a YouTuber, uh, as a creator, you're making these videos and you're building this audience, right? And this audience, you, you likely have one or two countries where the bulk of your audience comes from, but it's pretty likely that if you're building good content, people around the world are consuming it. So you may have some percentage of your traffic coming from India, Japan, Germany, et cetera. And when you use just a, a straight link from amazon.com and amazon.com associates link, um, those amzn.to links, uh, you're likely not monetizing on that international uh international traffic. So Genius Link uh, allows you to easily localize uh, that traffic to ensure you're, you're monetizing that international audience. Um, we support uh, all those different uh, countries and storefronts, again, except for Turkey. Um, and we also have the best accuracy in, in our localization. So that's kind of one of the, the ways that we differentiate ourselves from, from Amazon. Amazon does now have a service that works with the short links, those amzn.to links to help localize, but the, it's called OneLink uh, and it's limited to, to only just seven of the regions. So, so less than half of the regions that are, are fully supported. The second way we kind of differentiate ourselves from just a standard Amazon affiliate link is uh, something we call Link Health. Um, and we've got some reporting that'll let you know when uh, a link uh, is to a product that's out of stock or a link uh, no longer works. It's going to the 404 pages, et cetera. So we want to make sure that, yeah, you have that. Your links are always healthy. You want to make sure they're always uh, able to earn you revenue. And the third thing that really kind of differentiates us from just a straight Amazon link is uh, what we're doing with what we call choice pages, this whole multi-retailer approach. I'll, I'm happy to dive into that more, more later, but at the moment, I'll, I'll keep it a bit succinct that localization, link health, and multi-retailer are really kind of the three major differentiations that we have compared to just a standard Amazon affiliate link. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. And to me... I think that, you know, software at its best, I can't remember who said it, but it's like the software at its best just kind of happens as if like it was magic, you know? And I think Genius is really perfect at doing that. You know, I've I've got clients that use it. I've used it myself. You know, you click on a link and it just knows I'm in the UK. So it sends me to that same product in the UK. Like I can't get over like a, a smooth experience. There's not like all these loads of interstitial pages and there's not like long load times it's like to the user it's no different it's just you know i click on this link i'm at my local store much more likely to buy but for the creator that's going to make a really really big difference in their bottom line especially if they're kind of operating at scale and getting a, a lot of views and therefore a lot of clicks you know without having to necessarily name individual creators unless you can or you want to. Have you got any kind of really big case studies or really interesting case studies where you've seen YouTube creators specifically who have really been able to take advantage of Genius Link to grow their revenues? Yeah, so it's been awesome to watch this. So there's yeah, definitely some names I can name. I'll, I'll get to that here in just a second. But really, you know, if you just go you know, site colon youtube.com and then search for, in quotes, gni.us, you're going to get a bunch of results. And it's, that's a, a pretty quick and easy way to see who's actually using our, our technology. Not everyone uses the genius domain with their links. We've got you know, a handful of uh, clients that also use custom domains, so it's a little bit harder to detect them. But if you want to kind of get the, the broad view of, of who our clients are, that's kind of the easy hack. But just taking a, a quick step back, right? 
there's kind of a two-pronged approach here, right? We've got the clients that are using us just for optimizing international traffic, which is the use case that, uh, you know, it sounds like you're you're using, your clients are using, et cetera, making sure that that international traffic is fully monetized. And, and kind of the, the case study there, the use case, um, for that use case, the, the numbers are really very dependent on, you know, what you're promoting uh, and what your international traffic looks like. If you only have a little bit of international traffic, we can't help you a ton. So we usually kind of use the, the baseline of, you know, you need at least 10% international traffic before this starts to make sense. But the general rule of thumb here is that for every 10% of international traffic you have, we can increase your bottom line by 5%. So if you had, you know, 50% international traffic, we should be able to increase your bottom line by 25%. So if you're making a thousand bucks a month off affiliate, we should add $250 to your bottom line, you know, essentially just by turning on the service and, and converting those links. Uh, and again, those numbers will vary. Uh, if you're very specific product that isn't really available in other parts of the country, it's going to probably be a little bit lower. If it's lower cost items, you know, it can actually be a benefit because more people will actually click on them and buy, you know, really high expensive items. Things may vary slightly as well. So based off what you're promoting, based off your audience, based off international percentage of traffic, really is going to kind of change that. But again, that that 5% boost for every 10% of international traffic is is the general rule of thumb. The second side of that, and I guess I should say, you know, just as far as kind of people that have seen that, we've uh, we've got this uh, page on our site that's uh, it's, it's our happy clients page. It's a, it's a bunch of testimonials. Uh, and you can just scan through there for, for some big names there. But what really gets me excited, and this is a bit of a stronger number, is those clients that are specifically seeing their, their revenue skyrocket from using this uh, multi-retail. Again, we call them choice pages. And we've had some awesome, we've been really diving deep in those lately and have done some, some pretty cool case studies there. So uh, Armando Freire from Mondo Bytes is really kind of our first deep dive on that. And he more than doubled his revenue. Uh, Jevin Dovey uh, also uh, doubled his revenue. Uh, he was kind of the second one. And then we did this big operation we call Operation Potato Chips. And we took 10 different YouTubers and worked very close with them earlier this year to set up very specific A-B tests where 50% of the traffic went directly to Amazon and 50% uh, used this uh, multi-retailer strategy. And on average across the board, for many, many tens of thousands of clicks, again, across these 10 different retail or 10 different YouTubers, uh, we saw an average of a more than doubling, a 2.2x lift in, in their affiliate commissions. This included you know, PETA Gaming Careers, uh, Pierre Lambert, uh, Justin at uh, Dunna Did It, uh, Mike and Justin from Primal Video, Pierre Lambert, Christopher at YC Imaging. Yeah, it was a, gr- a bunch of uh, really awesome people to work with, with audiences of, of varying sizes. So it's, yeah, it's been pretty cool seeing the results of this. And you know, your mileage will vary, of course. There's a lot of different things that can factor into it. But in general, we've been seeing great upside, you know, again, from monetizing international traffic, that's kind of like the uh, the bread and butter these days, then really kind of optimizing that traffic that, you know, that essentially 60% of traffic that doesn't shop on Amazon. I don't know if you know the stat, but in the US, Amazon has a 39% US e-commerce market share, which is massive Walmart being the second largest at 5%. But at 39%, that still means that, you know, three out of every five clicks, three out of every five sales happens outside of Amazon's ecosystem. So that's multi-retailers really optimized for for taking advantage of that. And we're we're seeing exactly that as well. Yeah, I'm really interested by this. First of all, I just wanted to make a kind of quick point is that we're kind of talking to the audience as YouTubers, YouTube pros, YouTube creators, but like you can use these links anywhere. So you can use them on your social platforms, on your websites, in your emails, anywhere. So, you know, don't just think you're only growing your YouTube affiliate revenue. You can be growing revenue wherever you're dropping links. Um, so, so that's true. I did. Um, but what I was really interested in is I'm kind of surprised that the conversion rates and the revenue rates went up with the choice pages because <laughs> I don't know, just from a kind of very, very top level, like any more friction, yep. you know, any more clicks is kind of the common wisdom is, you know, any extra clicks that someone has to take, the less the sale is likely. So have you got any either, you know, direct insights or hunches as to why those choice pages actually help conversions apart from the obvious that some people just hate amazon i suppose and they don't like jeff bezos and they don't like their practices why does it have such a a a material impact on conversions do you think what do you know yeah that's such an awesome question 
Yeah, we just to take a quick step back, completely agree with you, right? I was always under the assumption that the more friction you add to the process, the lower your conversion rate is, right? It's a, friction and conversion are, are inversely proportional. So the whole idea, you know, the original hypothesis behind Genius Link is to reduce that friction, make sure that when someone from, you know, UK clicks on a link, they get to the UK Amazon. That was the hypothesis that built, you know, the business over the last decade. But then we started experimenting with these choice pages. We had a, a bunch of uh, clients in the music space that were really pushing us to build them out. We, we did because music's a fun space to play, be in as well. And we started to see some pretty amazing things. So after doing these case studies and really kind of diving deep in it, we're, we're starting to develop some, some theories here and we haven't been able to you know, prove them definitively, but it seems that when you give a consumer the ability to do some price checking very easily, that helps build momentum towards that, that final purchase. So I think it's a it's called the yes ladder or micro conversions kind of in the sales world. But the idea that if you can get people to say yes a, no, a certain number of times, they're more likely to buy. Or if you can kind of help them take a couple small steps, they're going to be uh, more willing to take kind of that bigger step. So when you're asking someone to buy you know, a $100 product or a $1,000 product, if they can look at two or three or four other retailers and and see that they're going to get the best price, see that it's in stock, you know, see what the reviews are across a couple of different stores, it seems that that really helps them be more comfortable clicking that final buy and, and finally checking out, adding their credit card, et cetera. So that psychology of, of kind of helping build momentum seems to be a big winner. The other side of it too is uh, this general concept from affiliate marketing is that most affiliate marketing is based off of last click attribution. So you want to be the person that got that person to that, that consumer, that that shopper to, to click a link into the store. Even if they don't buy right now, some of those uh, windows can be quite long, the, the affiliate window. So for Amazon, it's only 24 hours. For other retailers, it can be two or three days or even two or three weeks. So if you got someone to click a link to go to a store and may, they may not buy that specific product now, but then they go to that store again later and buy something else, you're going to get commissions from that other thing. So one of the general rules of affiliate marketing is you you want to you know drive them into the stores as much as possible. So by giving them that kind of a shopping experience, you're opening up more affiliate cookie windows, and you're also offering that consumer service in regards to being able to allow them to do do the research right there very easily, etc. Yeah, and like for me personally, obviously I've got some quibbles with. Uh... Amazon's wider ethical policies and stuff. You're not alone. But as a Prime member, like my house is just like an Amazon Depot, especially at the moment. This is being recorded the week before Christmas. And I'm getting like multiple Amazon deliveries every day. I do think there is some kind of, I think they're destined for some kind of either just ethical backlash from the public or maybe even like an anti-competition lawsuit in the future anyway we won't get too far into yeah, that i think yeah you're yeah exactly let's not go down a rabbit hole it's a whole conversation but yeah. i think you're absolutely right but you know amazon love it or hate it whatever in terms of retail it's huge it's the biggest absolutely in terms of affiliate programs it's also gotta be by far the biggest in the world it's just huge like i don't know many people in the online space that is not having some kind of affiliate relationship with Amazon. I know people that are making their entire livings out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but in recent years, it has cut and cut and cut its payout structure, especially in certain verticals. I've got one member of my community who basically overnight had 70% of his income yeah. just gone <laughs> overnight. Luckily, he diversified into having his own products and stuff. But for other people that didn't, they probably just their whole livelihood was just pretty much wiped out overnight. Add a little bit of color there. Amazon seems to have a trend where in April, at least Amazon.com, uh, they usually do a pretty a pretty large reorganization of the commissions they pay out. So out of the last four years, three of them, they had a, a pretty major yeah, shift in, in the commissions they pay. And the last couple have been have been pretty pretty significant. I believe the last one, they, they took a third of the categories and cut the commissions by more than half. Um, so if unfortunately, you know, you were promoting, I, yeah, this is an example, I don't remember off the top of my head, but you know, lawn or kitchen related products, you know, that may have been one of the ones were cut from say, you know, seven, six, seven percent to one or 2%. And yeah, like, like you, the member of your community, that can be devastating. And it makes sense from their point of view, because, you know, the whole point of having an affiliate scheme from the retailer's point of view is to drive sales, is to acquire new customers, and the cost of that acquisition is giving your referrers a commission. But if you're the biggest retailer in the world, growing 
you know, you're a household name, you've got all of the, you know, I think you said it was 39% of people have got their credit card details on Amazon. Why do you need affiliates anymore? You know, you're kind of, do you think they've outgrown affiliates or are getting, getting to that point? Is that why those cuts would likely come into effect? So I can't speak specifically for them. Uh, that being said, before Genius Link, I managed the affiliate program at, at Apple for, for iTunes. And typically what happens you know, from my experiences there is that when you need to increase traffic to a certain category, you increase commissions. And when yeah, you need less traffic, you can decrease commissions. It's you know, basic, I think, microeconomics, if I remember in college correctly. But that that supply and demand. If if you you know create more more demand, you should get more supply, and you get create more demand by by paying out a higher commission. So, you know, Amazon. You know, in the early days, there was some research paper that said that they got generated forty percent of their sales from the affiliate program. Similar web uh, a couple of years back had Amazon referral at sixteen percent. I believe it's even even lower now. So, it seems that for Amazon.com in particular, the affiliate program. Yeah, Amazon.com is also massive now. I don't know the billions of dollars they, they generate off the top of my head. So even if it's a smaller percentage of a bigger pie, it's still a big chunk. So I, I don't think Amazon will ever completely go away with their associates program. I think Amazon.com can be more picky about who they work with and the commissions they pay out. But on the flip side, you know, again, we, we talked earlier about how Amazon is pushing more and more storefronts, you know, again, 19 different storefronts now, we've we've seen the last uh, handful of storefronts, they'll launch the affiliate program the same time they launched the affiliate, or they launched the affiliate program the same time they launched the storefront, which implies that the affiliate program is an important part of their go-to-market strategy. So when um, Amazon Sweden uh, rolled out, the affiliate program was there on day one, which would, again, imply that they want to use the affiliate program to drive sales for, for this newer storefront. So, Affiliate marketing for Amazon.com may be on the decline. Affiliate marketing for all these other new storefronts is is probably very much on the, the increase. I think either way, no matter what it is, just like I say to, to my community is you need to diversify. You need to di- diversify the platforms you publish to and you need to diversify your revenue streams. Mm-hmm. And I'd say then you go in a kind of a level deeper, you even need to diversify inside of your affiliate marketing. So. If you yep. put all of your eggs in the Amazon basket, if they do make a change in your territory or in your category, which they have got the ability to do, and the trend says they are likely to do it again, you know, then you can quickly see the, the rug being kind of swept from under you. Mm-hmm. What other programs does Genius play nicely with? What, what other kind of direct integrations do you have or at least kind of good relationships with? Yeah. So just a quick step back. If you are, and it sounds like this audience is not, it's directly applicable, but if you're new to affiliate marketing, I do strongly recommend you start with Amazon. Amazon's affiliate program is super easy to learn. It pays out decent commissions. It converts well. It's a great first step. But just as you said, you know, it's very risky to put all your eggs in the Amazon basket. So while you can move fast with that focus, uh, at a certain point, you need to start to diversify. And uh, again, this kind of multi-retailer approach, while we are seeing great results for it, it was also to help our clients start to diversify. They wanted to make sure that they weren't uh, completely under Amazon's thumb, that they weren't going to be as impacted when commission cuts were uh, happened as well. So this whole multi-retailer of Amazon next to you know, B&H photo video and Moment when you're promoting camera equipment is working well for them there too because of, of that diversification. So as far as specific brands go, I think we're about two dozen different affiliate programs that we support directly. Again, different people have different niches, different focuses, but our real kind of bread and butter has been focusing on product-related things. So again, I mentioned B&H and Moment. Uh, you know, B&H obviously has a, a sterling reputation worldwide. Moment's a relatively newer camera retailer actually based here in Seattle. Awesome group of folks have had the pleasure of meeting them. We also support you know, Home Depot, GameStop, Barnes & Noble, Adorama, etc. And those are all programs where you can directly add your affiliate tracking information into the Genius Link dashboard. And also when you build an Amazon link, we're going to check these other retailers to see if that same exact product also exists in them. So if you drop in a link for, again, a piece of camera gear, we're going to check B&H and say, does this yeah, lens also live on B&H? And if so, we'll give you the option to, to create one of those multi-retailer, the choice pages to, to help you diversify. Uh, it's also worth noting, too, that we support Skimlinks and Sovereign Commerce. Skimlinks is a service based in the UK that allows you to take advantage of, I think it's 
40,000 different affiliate programs with just one account. So instead of having to sign up for each of these programs individually, you can just use the Skimlinks account. Uh, And Sovereign Commerce is actually one based here in the US that does the exact same thing, where instead of having to go sign up for, you know, 10 or 20 or 30 different affiliate programs where you you believe your audience will regularly shop, you can just sign up for this one service to take advantage of it. Granted, they take a percentage of your commissions where we do not, it should be clear there, but uh, Skimlinks and Sovereign Commerce get paid by, by taking 25% of your commissions. So it can be super helpful to support you know, 10, 20, 30,000 different affiliate programs, but there's a cost associated with it as well, where if you do this direct, you, know, you sign up for the Best Buy affiliate program, add your tracking information directly into the GeniusLink dashboard, you're only going to pay us our, our standard, you know, tenth of a cent, uh, two tenths of a cent click cost. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I've not actually heard of Skimlinks, but I'm definitely going to check it out. I've definitely heard of a few kind of big US equivalents, but yeah, Skimlinks, especially if they're a UK company, I need to check that out. Viglink is now known as Sovereign Commerce, and that yeah, a uh, lot of people recognize the Viglink name, but yeah, they were bought I think a couple of years ago now. I recently recorded. On my other podcast, our kind of industry predictions for 2021. I need to listen to that one. Yeah, it's not out yet. It should be out, actually. It'll be out by the time this comes out. But one of the big kind of predictions was that regulation and a kind of uh, legal eyes on influencer marketing and stuff like that is going to really hot up in Mm -hmm. 2021 with the... FTC coming after the likes of YouTube and the Attorney General coming after Facebook and then the platforms obviously then having to make sure that all of their users are complying with as much regulation as possible. Um, you know, there's there's been a lot of talks around the kind of lack of transparency around uh, kind of paid promotion and, you know, sponsor posts not being disclosed and stuff like that. And to me, I, I've always seen that you know affiliate link is c- kind of somewhere in a gray space because you're not kind, you're not getting paid directly. There's no, you know, the brand hasn't come to you and asked you to, you know, can you say this and we'll give you a commission or we'll give you a, a payment. It's less likely that your editorial stance will be changed by including affiliate link. But still, you are going to be compensated if someone clicks and buys through that link. So I've had a general rule of thumb about being as transparent as that if possible. But in terms of like dealing with US regulation in terms of disclosing to people that you are, you know, will benefit monetarily if people buy through the links. How does Genius deal with that and how, how does it help its users? to make sure they're kind of as compliant as as is in your power to help them? Great questions. And just taking, again, a quick step back, FTC sees an affiliate link as a, as a paid link. You're right that a lot of people view it as a gray area, but the FTC does not. At the end of the day, it's the FTC's decision. So yeah. an affiliate link is a form of an advertisement and that financial relationship needs to be disclosed. Amazon has really picked up their pace as well. You know, they've always had the requirement that you need to disclose, you need to have a disclosure, but they really are tightening their stance on that and doing a much better job on policing that. Because as you're absolutely right, there was a study done a, a couple of years ago. There was something ridiculous that, you know, 80%, 90% of affiliate links weren't disclosed. And that was just a big no-no. So FTC is definitely clamping down. FTC typically does not clamp down on the individual publishers, the creators, the YouTubers, they'll clamp down on Amazon. So Amazon already has uh, enough to deal with. So they need to make sure that their affiliates, their associates are as straightforward, as clear as possible. So it's a, it's really important for your relationship with Amazon that you're, you're you know, following these, these standard practices, et cetera. So putting that you have a financial relationship Best is above where any affiliate links come across, or at least you know, in very, very close proximity to those affiliate links is, is kind of strongly recommended. We're the link management platform, so it's a little bit harder for us to kind of control outside of that. Again, the choice pages in particular where those affiliate links live, you know, we've taken the, the compliance piece very seriously. We have an FTC disclosure. We have the Amazon disclosure. When you use the choice page and take advantage of the multi-retailer stuff that we offer, because we can control more of that, we, we do and we do it you know, aggressively as, as need be to, to make sure that we're all, all in compliance. You know, Kit, we mentioned uh, earlier, you know, Kit has the FTC piece as well. But one of the biggest things that we can do is just making sure in, you know, this is what we're doing right now is that education piece is there. You know, all, all of you creators, all your YouTubers that are listening to this, you know, please don't just, you know, put this on your 
bottom of your to-do list. This is something that needs to happen because it can lead to immediate suspension of, of your Amazon affiliate account. And when Amazon closes your account, they're not just closing future commissions because your commissions are 60 days delayed. It means that the money that you earned you know, in the last couple months will also not come through. So <laughs> to ensure that that revenue is coming through, especially you know, as we're going through the holidays now, as, as, uh, as you mentioned earlier, Tom, the commission checks you're going to be getting in, in January and February are going to be decent ones. It would be horrible to be kicked out because you, uh, you did not include that, that paid uh, disclaimer. Yeah. I was just going to say one, one thing that we do... So the choice pages is where we can control it. Kit is where we can control it. Uh, we also have a, a tool called Yeetlo, the YouTube link optimizer for those clients that uh, want us to find and convert all of their old Amazon links. We can do that. Um, and at the same time, we can make sure that we add a disclaimer right next to the link. And that's not only important for FTC disclosure and Amazon disclosure, but also Amazon really, this whole idea of shopper trust is really important to Amazon. And for a shopper to know where that link points to is something that they find really important. So by putting, you know, Amazon paid link or, you know, something similar in close proximity to that genius link uh, makes makes everyone happy. I'd, I'd love to just quickly dig in a bit to that tool that you mentioned. Is that available to everyone? Is that only available to creators of a, of a certain size? Is it a kind of publicly available tool? Is it a paid tool? Because there are going to be a certain number of channels listening to this that are of a certain size that would have a large catalog of videos, maybe 500, 1,000 videos that have kind of rogue Amazon links in them that are not optimized. How would a creator you know, find out a bit more about that specific tool that you've got? Yeah, absolutely. So our uh, there's a I think a one or two articles in our blog um, if they want to passively learn about that. But um, you know the best way to learn about it is to ping the support team. It's a two step process. The tool is av- available to any any client. Yeah, we <laughs> we have definitely uh, eat load optimized uh, channels for for people that had like you know five videos. Um, and we yeah we could obviously go and, and look through other videos but yeah we sometimes don't realize how many videos they have until actually we've run the tool and it obviously tells us uh, a few key stats but yeah we've done it for incredibly small channels we've done it for for very large channels as well but the gist is you need to authorize genius link we you give us access to your api so that we can then run you know programmatically search through all the descriptions find the links etc and then of course we can we'll convert those We'll make sure that we can scrub out any duplicates. We can we can add the uh, FTC disclosure. But we also give you a, a backup of everything as well. So if for some reason you know you weren't happy with how it turned out, or you needed to revert back, we can run that same uh, file in in reverse. We can you know, reverse eat low your account and change it all back to how it was before. So yeah, it's a pretty cool tool, but it does require it's a you know, it's available for for any Genius Link client. Uh, it does require some interaction with our support team. We've got to run it. We've got to make sure that. Um, you we figure out which disclosure you want to use, or if you already have disclosures, we, we don't have to leave that in there. So there's a little you know, kind of fine-tuning to make sure it's, it's done perfectly for your channel. Yeah, I think you're going to get a few more inquiries about that after this podcast, hopefully, because cool. yeah, that's really a, a useful tool because I think one thing that YouTubers, like most people, are short on is time and patience to go back and change thousands of thousands of things. And again, it's just about removing friction. And it sounds exactly. like you're great way to do that for your creators so going back to regulation and kind of disclosures briefly mm-hmm. you know youtube have got their own rules their own laws and again this to me seems like a bit of a gray area because you know if a brand is paying you to talk about pepsi or cola you know you tick the button that says this is a paid promotion blah blah blah, blah. do you happen to know that the finer details of what YouTube's terms of service say about affiliate marketing, because from what I can tell, it's a bit of a gray area and I've never seen a definitive answer either way. You really should know the YouTube's terms of service as, as a creator. YouTube is just one of the many platforms that Genius Link supports. So I unfortunately do not know the the platform or the terms of service intimately well and don't have a definitive answer on on where affiliate links sit in their terms of service as being paid promotion or not. That's definitely something that that one should spend some time uh, investing in, especially if, if YouTube is a, is a channel you plan to fully maximize and monetize. Yeah, as I say, I, I don't think I've ever got a definitive answer from YouTube themselves. So I definitely don't blame you for not having that answer. And of course, it goes without saying that nothing that Jesse has said here constitutes legal advice 
of any kind. So I will keep trying to get a definitive answer from YouTube on the matter, hopefully in time for when this podcast goes live. So we've got some information for you. But yeah, I don't know why they don't have uh, a bit more um, concrete information around that, maybe because it's a global platform and it maybe, like most things, differs from, from kind of territory to territory. I've got one kind of big, juicy question for you. <laughs> I love those. Yeah, before we move on to that, I want to talk quickly about kit.co, formerly sure. kit.com, um, which is really a kind of YouTube baby, wasn't it? I think it was something that was really a product that um, was born of a kind of YouTube-specific problem mm-hmm. from what I gather. And it was a tool that you actually acquired as, mm-hmm. as part of Genius Link. Uh, I think it was pretty soon after, or maybe even soon before we'd, uh, we'd met at Vid Summit. I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about kit.co and the kind of benefits of using something like kit instead of having kind of individual links in your description. And I suppose best to give a quick description of what kit.co actually is. Yeah. So starting from the top, you know, kit.co is a platform for creators to share the products they love and recommend. And the gist was that it was a pretty common practice and, and still is, you see it somewhat regularly still, where people at the bottom of their YouTube video description will list out five, 10, 20 different products that they use to make that video or products that were mentioned in that video, you know, had some relation, you know, their, their favorite lipstick and makeup, whatever it may be. The problem was that, you know, you're, you're filling up your YouTube description with all these products where the YouTube description is a great place to include affiliate links. Uh, strongly recommend that. But there's there's also better platforms. And Kit was built to be that better platform where you get a bit more screen real estate. It's much more visually appealing to, to kind of explore and understand the products that went into solving a problem, whether it's to make you look good when you step in front of the camera or to help you record that video or you know the books that you really enjoyed reading while you're in quarantine. You know, Kit is that... I like to say perfect platform for for curating products to share. There's a lot of affiliate stuff built in. It's really just about a a kind of smoother, more bespoke experience than just having, here's all the gear I used to film this video kind of stuff that people kind of traditionally had in their, their YouTube descriptions. Exactly. Yeah. We, we call that, you know, passive recommendations and yeah, kid is yeah. The better solution for, for exactly that. And it's, it was built for that problem, but we're seeing some pretty creative uses of it as well. You know, holiday shopping, wish lists, favorite Nintendo games that I played when I was a kid, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, onto the big juicy kind of stake of a question. I would love for you to share with us like your top five tips to increase your affiliate revenues with your YouTube channel. You know, that's just a nice round number. If you've got three or four solid ones, we'll let you off. If you've got six, even better. But what are your kind of top tips? And we'll take it as a given that number one is use Genius Link to optimize your links. You know, if you use Genius Link, awesome. If not, totally cool. I just want you to uh, to maximize your affiliate revenue. And if you use our platform, yeah, all the better. But number one, know your international traffic. So many people spend a lot of time inside of YouTube Studio looking at their, their metrics and analytics. But really encourage everyone listening just to hop in real quick, take a quick look. What does your international traffic look like? Do you have 10% international traffic? Do you have 20%? Do you have 50%? Because that number really matters. And if you have more than 10%, I'd really encourage you, you know, as a New Year's resolution to spend some time figuring out how to monetize that. Again, if you're using affiliate links, Amazon affiliate links in particular, we've got a turnkey solution specifically for that. But just fundamentally, know what your national traffic is, make sure your affiliate links work for that international audience. Because if you're not doing that, you're leaving money on the table. Number two is just, I guess, being consistent with your video description. So we talked about this just a moment ago. There's what we call active recommendations and passive recommendations. So active recommendations are typically the products that were featured or showcased in that specific video, right? If you're doing a unboxing or a review video, you know, it's that specific product that that video was about. Then you also have those passive recommendations. Again, this is where kind of kit fits in as well. Um, those passive recommendations are, you know, the products that you use to make that video or the products that are tangential to that video that are still definitely of relevance and definitely can be of interest to your audience. So that, that passive recommendation are likely going to be fairly static and probably should be in the last half of every video description. So 
if you've had a, a storied history with, with YouTube and you know, you've been doing this for a number of years and you have lots of different videos, it's pretty likely that you have had some, some change in how your, your video descriptions look. You may still be getting views and still be getting clicks from your you know, 13th video, even though you're on your 300th now. It's a, again, you're leaving money on the table if that 13th video doesn't have all the relevant, most important information about the affiliate links, the gear you're using, et cetera. So again, using being consistent with those video descriptions and making sure that you're taking full advantage of those active recommendations, again, the, the, the affiliate links and products that relate specifically to that video, and also those passive recommendations, the ones that are you know, somewhat tangential, but still important. Three is uh, on my list here is to make sure that all your links are working hard for you. Again, Amazon is a massive ecosystem. It's a huge product catalog and products go in and out of stock all the time. Also, products get unlisted and you end up with broken links. So if you've, again, been using YouTube for quite some time, you have a bunch of affiliate links littered throughout the different video descriptions and those links are going to 404 pages, that's Again, leaving money on the table, that's, that's a wasted opportunity. You want to make sure that your affiliate links are always working as hard as they possibly can for you. GeniusLink does happen to have a tool specifically for that, but there are other tools out there. Again, make sure that those, those links aren't broken. That's a bummer for you and everyone else. Number four here is that you know, Kit, again, is a, is a great way to take that passive recommendations and help uh, level it up. Again, it's, it's a much more visual tool. It's, it's built to be uh, really fun to kind of engage and, and learn more about products and interact with them as well. So uh, yeah, number four is to check out Kit as a way to maximize your commissions. And then fifth, you know, last but definitely not least is really encourage you to check out multi-retailer. Again, we've had some pretty amazing success from the people that we've worked with uh, doing the, the A-B testing and working with it. We have uh, stories coming in from clients all the time about how, how well it's working for them as well. It may not work for everyone, but we definitely encourage those out there that are concerned about putting all their eggs in the Amazon basket are looking for ways to, to optimize and make up for some of the revenue uh, they have seen cut because of Amazon's commission increases. You know, those that are concerned about FTC compliance and what to add to the link, you know, a choice page solves all those problems. So yeah, number five is, is check out choice pages. Amazing. And, you know, I'd, I'd add to that, you know, number six, make sure you've got your FTC stuff everywhere because you don't want your YouTube account terminated or you don't want to end up with a lawsuit. <laughs> and I think yep. also, yeah, if you've got a large back catalog, yeah, definitely check out the... Uh, the Yelo? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yelo. YouTube link optimizer, Y-T-L-O, yeah, Yelo. Yeah. Check out that, definitely. And then I'd, I'd add my own, which is number seven, which is one that I've implemented, which is if you've got one product that you uh, promote on a constant basis. So for example, my book, um, I promote that everywhere. If I go on a podcast, as you should, and, and I don't, I you know, I don't want to say click on genie.us forward slash bky5789. <laughs> and so what I've done is I've got a custom domain just for that product, which is optimizationebook.com. Mm -hmm. And because I'm really, really smart, you can smell that. You can spell that <laughs> the English <laughs> and the American way. And that will redirect you to a genius link, which will then direct you to your local store. So when you type in well when you type in optimization ebook, whichever way you want to spell it, that will take you to my book on the local Amazon store that is relevant to you, closest to you. So that's my little extra cherry on the top tip is to, you know, have a custom domain. We call it vanity domains as well. Yeah. Yeah, like a vanity URL, which will just redirect to a genius link, which will redirect to the normal store. So Amazing. Before I let you go, I need to know, and actually I've got a, a bit of a feature request slash question for you, but what, you know, what's next for, for Genius and Kit? What are the new features we can expect? Any big new integrations with new platforms, anything like that? Yeah, we've been working on this for, for quite some time, but we've got a pretty massive uh, project that Fingers crossed you'll see um, early in the new year. And the gist is that we're taking a lot of the smarts from, from GeniusLink, moving into Kit so that we can start to do the multi-retailer game on Kit. Again, we've seen significant increase in affiliate commissions when you have you know, not only an Amazon link, but other links there as well. So the idea is that by you know, when, when people build their kit, but can monetize through multiple different affiliate programs, it should increase their conversions, should increase their revenue, and should help them diversify. So that lessons we've learned with GeniusLink, we're, we're applying directly to kit. Kit will be the, the first major platform that we support 
with this multi-retailer work. On top of that, we're also going to have a much more direct integration between Kit and Genius Link. So you can plug your Genius Link account directly into Kit, take advantage of those other tools like the Link Health. We're also adding a, a good number of new additional retailers as well. So you can add support for, for uh, via their affiliate program. So I think traditionally right now it's um, you know, eBay, Newegg, Amazon, and Flipkart, if I'm remembering correctly, we'll probably be adding a good uh, dozen or so more uh, retailers to that. Yeah, amazing. So, uh, you know, the one of the advantages of being a podcast host is that I get to have the ear of uh, <laughs> founders that can make a difference. So, I was I hadn't I'd never really thought about this before with regards to using Genius Link. But you mentioned earlier, right at the top, that um, there were some kind of music clients that were mm-hmm. you know coming to you with um, kind of interesting use cases and. For me, a massive problem as a podcast host is what link do I give someone? Because I can send them to my website, but no one really wants to go to my website uh, where they can listen to an embed. Do I send them to iTunes? Well, are they listening on iTunes? Will it actually open in iTunes? So what about a genius kind of either part of genius or an offshoot of genius where it's like a magic link for podcasters where you have one link and it will open up in the app that they happen to have on their phone. Yeah. Really the right idea or not? <laughs> it's, uh, it's been done. Our choice pages are adaptable for that. We have a, a number of different podcasters that are using choice pages. So instead of different retailers uh, to go to, you can go to the different podcasting platforms. So you know, on my phone in particular, you know, I've, I've got you know, both Stitcher and you know, Apple Podcasts. So I typically use Apple Podcasts, but every once in a while I'll use Stitcher. But the idea that, again, it's a fragmented ecosystem and giving that consumer some choice into what platform works best for them is typically the ideal way to, to solve that. But yeah, Genius Link, the platform is, is open-ended and so that you can absolutely do that. We see people taking advantage of it, but there are some very specific podcast uh, platforms that have a very similar offering as well. Well, that's what I know. I know now what I'll be doing uh, on my Christmas downtime is creating. <laughs> you told me you weren't going to work on your Christmas downtime. <laughs> you're going to relax. But this is fun for me, nerding okay. out with software and affiliate links and all nerdy stuff like that. Um, Jesse, I cannot thank you enough for uh, sharing your knowledge, but also I can't thank you enough for coming up with an amazing tool that I've used. <laughs> thank you, Doug, as well. <laughs> Jack says hi. <laughs> I've used this for like years and years, way before I'd met you. I'd, I've preached about it years and years. And bizarrely, oh, you know, ironically, it doesn't have an affiliate scheme yet. So I'm doing it without... <laughs> a referral program. Yeah, um, you'll get uh, account credit for, for anyone that uses your link to sign up. So uh, uh, I think that's in your account page. I can dig it out and send it to you. Yeah, yeah, no worries. But, you know, I, I've been preaching about this tool without any affiliate or kind of referral thing. It's an amazing tool. I cannot recommend it highly enough. So check it out. Thank you. Genie.us, geniuslink.com and kit.co. You have to be using this tool. Uh, These tools, they will give you much more revenue. Just works like magic, like I said. And I just cannot recommend it enough. And Jesse, I cannot thank you enough. Apart from those links, Mm -hmm. if people wanted to hear more from you or learn anything more from you, Where's the best place they can do that? Uh, I spend a bit of time on LinkedIn. I spend a bit of time on Twitter. So um, I believe, yeah, it's just at Jesse Lakes on Twitter. And um, yeah, there's not many Jesse Lakes on, on LinkedIn. So I'm relatively easy to find. Well, I hope that lots of new LinkedIn connections and Twitter followers are coming your way as long as a load of new genius users. Jesse, finally, thank you and speak to you soon. Uh, Tom, thank you for for all the years of support and service and and the insights. You know, it's so awesome to work so closely with uh, with some brilliant minds in the industry. So really, really appreciate the uh, the feedback over the years and, and the support. You too. Pleasure's all mine. I know that if you follow those incredible steps that I just spoke about with Jesse, you are going to definitely increase your revenue. Yes, it can be a bit fiddly setting up all of those Amazon accounts. But once it's done, this seriously just works like magic and you will see your revenues climb with virtually no extra work. It's an absolute no-brainer to be checking out. So do check out all of the links that Jesse mentioned. Before we go, I have to say another thank you to another magical piece of software, which is vidIQ. And remember, you can get a free trial of one of their awesome paid plans by visiting prochannelmanager.com forward slash vidIQ. 
Don't forget to check out all of the goodness over at ProChannelManager.com, including the Academy at Academy.ProChannelManager.com. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a rating or review in the podcast app of your choice and make sure you're subscribed while you're there because it does help other future Pro Channel Managers find the podcast. And until next time, happy affiliate marketing. Laters. Thanks for listening to the Pro Channel Manager Podcast. Happy uploading. And remember, next time you go to publish a video, ask yourself, what would Tom think?